Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster. I'm your host, Dave, and I'm joined this week by Cameron. Um, our other co-host, Leonard, had a few internet issues, uh, so he won't be joining Yay. us this week, but he should be back <laughs> next time. <laughs> we'll miss you, Leonard. Hooray for uh, <laughs> network troubles. Yep. Always the best. Yeah. But at <laughs> least it wasn't a lightning strike that destroys all your stuff. <laughs> exactly. Could be way worse. <laughs> Could be worse and expensive. Um, so hopefully mm. it's nothing that costs money and just is yeah. an interruption of service. Mm. Mm. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, so I guess we're just going to get down to it. This episode, we are returning to um, Scandinavian folklore. Uh, we've mm. covered trolls, and yep, I think that was it. Trolls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Various kinds of <laughs> trolls. Um, so this time, uh, we are going to look at the hill folk, the hulder. Uh, and in this mm. case, the Huldra, since it's one female mm. Huldra. Uh, we've yeah. we've uh, watched the movie Tala, and um, mm. we'll try not to butcher that because I'm gonna I'm gonna forget. I'll just, I'll just get out of the way right now. Oh yeah, we did not see yeah. Thail. <laughs> no, if we have, if we ever accidentally say that, we're very sorry. We don't speak Norwegian. We don't. <laughs> you, can, you can reach through the internet and give us a, a, a sobering slap. Hmm. <laughs> but I guess uh, first um, we would be remiss if we mm. did not do our yokai of the week. Yeah. And uh, what are we on, what are we on this week, Cameron? Uh, we are on D, E, and F. Uh, yeah, it's that portion of the alphabet where the Japanese just weren't super interested in starting names with these particular sounds. I was going to say letters, but since they don't share the English alphabet, that would be incorrect of me. Um, <laughs> yes, they, uh, were, they were particularly remiss in the E department. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's two entries. I'm like, come on, really? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's even for you, like, you're pausing for, for a think word. It's just etto. Use the e f- use E for that, effectively. Come on, you can do more with this letter. Come on, Japan. Um... Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna roll the dice. We're gonna see which yokai between categories of D, E, and F we get, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and so, in the name of the moon, roll them, Dave. Two, two. Oh, Dai Tengu, <laughs> the a, most powerful Tengu, tengu. <laughs> each of whom lives on a separate mountain. Okay, like it. This is it's just oh, gonna link we, to Tengu. Did did we do this already? It's good. I don't know. I don't think we did. Yeah, it's just it's linking to great and small demons. That's under not Tengu. Well, I guess we <laughs> I mean, it's, take it's a look at the, the uh, <laughs> uh There's a okay. lot of stuff in no, here. No, this is huge. Oh my god! Huge, huge <laughs> if true. Um, and that's not talking about his nose. Mm. Uh, well, it might be. Well, uh. it will also be talking about his nose. Um, mm. I, I'm trying to parse like what is in here. The great and small demons does talk about like where the Dai Tengu live and what their names are. So. Yeah, I guess we'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, now we're not going to do the whole Tengu article, presumably. <laughs> no, no. Um, if you could read through the great and small demons, yeah. Except for like the huge Tengu list, um, I'll try yeah. to pull up um, okay. an entry for the the other books. Okay, so in the Genpei Josuiki, written in the late Kamakura period. A god appears to Go Shirakawa and gives a detailed account of Tengu. He says that they fall onto the Tengu road because as Buddhists say, uh, as Buddhists rather, they cannot go to hell, yet as people with bad principles, they also can't go to heaven. So the these uh, Tengu are basically in limbo. I mean, purgatory would be the equivalent, I guess, in Christian mythology. Um, 
describes the appearance of different types of Tengu, the ghosts of priests, nuns, ordinary men, and ordinary women, all of whom in life possessed excessive pride. The god introduces the notion that not all Tengu are created equal. Knowledgeable men become Dai Tengu, but, in, uh, but ignorant, ones, ignorant ones become Ko Tengu, literally meaning small Tengu. <laughs> so just direct correlation of knowledge is power, I guess. Um... <laughs> Uh, and the philosopher Hayashi Razan lists the greatest of these Daitengu as Sojabo of Kurama, Tarobo of Arago, and Jirobo of Hira. Demons of Kurama and Arago are among the most famous of Tengu. Uh, then there's a great big list of Daitengu and their particular mountains atop which they dwell. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Daitengu are often pictured in a more human-like form than their underlings, and due to their long noses, they may also be called Hanataka Tengu. I got that right? Hanataka Tengu, yes. Uh, the tall-nosed Tengu. Kot Tengu may conversely be depicted as more bird-like, sometimes being called Karasu Tengu, crow Tengus, or Kopa or Konoha Tengu, uh, foliage, foliage Tengus. Inoue Enryo describes two kinds of Tengu in his Tenguron, the great Dai Tengu and the small bird-like Konoha Tengu who live in Cryptomeria trees. The Konoha Tengu are noted in a book from 1746 called the Shokoku Rishindan as bird-like creatures with wings two meters across which were seen catching the fish in the Oi River, but this name rarely appears in literature otherwise. Uh, creatures that don't fit the classic bird or Yamabushi image are sometimes also called Tengu. For example, Tengu in the guise of wood spirits can be called Guhi, uh, but this word can also refer to Tengus that just have canine mouths or other features. Uh, people in the Kochi prefecture of Shikoku believe in a creature called Shibaten, or Shibatengu, the lawn tengu. But this is a small childlike being who loves sumo wrestling and sometimes dwells in water. This sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like one of the other ones we did recently, all of a sudden. I, I think it was last time, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, another water-dwelling tengu, tengu is the Kawa Tengu of the greater Tokyo area. <laughs> you want to wrestle? <laughs> This creature is rarely seen, but is believed to create strange fireballs and be a nuisance to fishermen. Yeah, I think that might actually be the one we covered last time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, to, to summarize, Tengu are essentially souls in uh, Buddhist-Japanese purgatory. They can't go to heaven because they were bad people, but they can't go to hell because they were Buddhists. So they're not, they can't be that bad, I guess. And so they get turned into weird bird dog monsters, which is cool, I guess. <laughs> have you managed to dig anything else up yet dave um i did it's gonna be like tertiary so the uh the list that mm. popped up in the beginning um that has the th- the is it three the three greatest um of the dai tengu mm. there's the sojobo yeah. um parobo and jirobo uh, i found mm. um an article on sojobo or i guess any tengus on their mm. clothes so oh, okay it's classified as a i guess a yokai by itself um this is okay. the eritate goromo um translation of that is the standing color clothes uh, so it's their monk mm. aset, i guess ascetic monk clothes with the little yeah. balls on them um mm. the habitat temples <laughs> okay um <laughs> the eritate goromo um are Buddhist high priest kimonos that have that have transformed into yokai. Um, they still look mm. mostly like the high-collared ceremonial robes of a priest. However, the long pointed collars have twisted into long pointed noses, and they have sprouted eyes and beards. <laughs> that's okay. That's cool. Um, that's pretty cool. The, uh, the most <laughs> famous eritate goromo uh, was once the kimono worn by Sojobo, king of the Tengu, who lives on Mount Kurama, north of Kyoto. Mm-hmm. Sojabo is mm-hmm. a fearsome, powerful, wise, godlike monster with the strength of 1,000 ordinary Tengu. Um, wow. He is a master swordsman okay. and was responsible for training a number of famous legendary heroes of Japan, such as Minamoto no Yoshitsune. Um, although he is an ascetic Yamabushi and great teacher like any Tengu, Sojabo has an evil side too. He is said to feed on children who wander too deep into the mountains. <laughs> Um, Sojabo okay. was not always a Tengu He was born a human and became a well-respected high priest He was also proud He mistakenly believed that he had achieved Satori or enlightenment 
Although he expected to become a Buddha when he died, he transformed instead into a demonic Tengu. Um, even as a Tengu, the proud Sojabo continued to live as a Buddhist priest. He trained daily and wearing his ornate priestly vestments. Oh, that's a weird sentence. Um, either due to Sojabo's yeah. extreme pride or due to being worn by a magical Tengu, a spirit became attached to his high-colored robes. They transformed into this yokai. Um, and there's a... Actually, mm. I can't show you because it's on my Kindle, but there's a little <laughs> picture. Um, mm. And he does indeed have a, a funny beard. Um, <laughs> cool. The, it looks like yeah. a peacock, I guess, because it's proud. So the... The, yeah, the, the yeah. back of the kimono fans up as like feathers, and the mm. part of the collar folds over into like a little bird beak. Um, okay, hmm. cool. Well, that's uh, we've all learned something new today. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was all that I found on, on all right. these guys. Well, um, so yeah, I guess that was yokai of the week then. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <Ba, da, da. laughs> All right. I guess that uh, that brings us full circle. Um, there was no full mm. circle. We just, we, I guess we're just back to where yeah. we started. Um, Tala. <laughs> uh, so th- this uh, had you watched this before? Um, I had not watched it before. I had seen an awful lot of trailers for it, and I had always thought about watching it, but I'd never just really gotten around to it. So this was my first time seeing it. Okay. Yeah, exact same. Yeah. I it, it, it had been sitting on and off on my watch list for like a very long time since I guess, since I guess it came out. Mm. Um, I had been really interested after originally watching uh, Troll Hunters. Um, mm. But I don't know. I guess it just got away from me somehow. <laughs> Fell into the <laughs> abyss of uh, my movie queue. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> um... I guess overall, I I remember there being um, like poor reviews, or it, it got it was getting mm. it was catching flack for something, but I don't remember what because it was too long ago. I I think people didn't like sort of the pacing and the ambiguity of certain things. Yeah, you know, I, there, I could kind of, bunch of stuff. see that, but I think mm. watching it, I I didn't have any problems with it. I thought it was. Oh, I, yeah. Actually, I, yeah. I really enjoyed it, uh, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll do... Can't even really go scene by scene. It's too slow. Mm. Um, the, the, yeah. The, the movie's kind of paced <laughs> out. Uh, it's fine as you're watching it, but trying to think about it, there's not a lot that actually happens. Mm. Um, yeah. So what the movie is essentially about are um, two... Uh, crime scene cleaners i know there's a word for yeah. what they do um yeah it's the dudes that clean yeah. clean, clean crime scenes <laughs> yeah yeah um, they're the fixers the cleaners who knows yeah <laughs> it's like a, you know it's a regular job it's not some kind of fantasy yeah. um thing no they it's a i don't Bio-hazard i don't imagine yeah, <laughs> i don't imagine it's a high paying job but um it's definitely one that's no uh, difficult necessary. Um, and necessary because yeah. it's not just any crimes it's like um, I think no. people had passed deaths away just deaths they're just cleaning yeah. up houses and, and messes if it was um, necessary um, mm. but this is uh, Leo and I keep wanting to say Elvis, Elvis. is it Elvis? He, it is no, no, Elvis the, yeah okay I don't know yeah, yeah. I guess it no, was it's Elvis. literally Elvis. Yeah. It might be... I, I don't know if the character technically has another name, and that's, like, a nickname that's stuck or anything, but I don't think he's ever referred to as anything else. No, I, I think that might just be his name. Um, <laughs> and it's it's fine. Mm. <laughs> I thought it might have been because he had those sideburns. Maybe that's why they named it him It could that. have been, and it could have just been, like, there. Because these guys are... Um, they're, as they're far as I can tell, they're, like, long-time mm. friends. Like, they've known each other. There's a history mm. there, but it doesn't elaborate on it. It's just not necessary. No. Um, and uh, of the two, Leo is... Uh, he's the one that actually mm. doesn't own it, but he runs, runs the, the business. The business yeah. um, or at least part of it. And it's then I think there's a, yeah. there's a... He has a partner, a general partner that mm. is sick or something. Ain't he's not able to... Yeah, yeah. Not able to make it. So he temporarily mm. hired on um, Elvis to help him out. Yeah. Basically just roped an old friend into uh, 
yeah. <laughs> what's what ends up being like a gross job. Um, yeah, like it's not a great job if you're not ready to do that kind of thing. I would imagine. <laughs> no, and as we as we find out for about five minutes in the opening scene of um, mm. Elvis continually vomiting, so that part was great. yeah. <laughs> it was my mm. favorite thing to watch um, <laughs> super late at night. Uh, yeah, that just brought me back to university, really. <laughs> I, many, did, I did. How um, many dead bodies were you cleaning up? Um, uh, forensics a lot, or something? Actually, yeah, I, I did most of a forensics mm-hmm. <laughs> bachelor's, so. Yeah. It was actually a lot of, there was a lot of bodies and there was a lot of vomiting on other people's part. Luckily, I was fine with it. But. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the bodies were vomiting, please. That would be a different, different kind of job. Mm, no. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, they, yeah, they're... They're doing this job, and Leo is... Mm. He's done this for a while. He's been around the block, yeah. I guess you should say. He just doesn't yeah. really care. He just sit there and... He can eat lunch or whatever and still work mm. and it's, you know, it's, it's blood Fine. and guts and all kinds of nasty things. And he's just like, just another mm. day at the office. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on the second job that they they work, they're, um, they're sent out to clean up the remains uh, of an elderly gentleman out in the woods um, who mm. lived in like a little hut. Um, yeah. And uh, as Leo says, I think he's he's relating the details of the the job to Elvis, and mm. and um, <laughs> so I like it think it was actual Elvis. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh, he's giving him the details, too. and he says this one's mm. a little bit. I mean, he knows that his friend like has trouble doing this, so he, he's yeah. him, this one's going to be a little bit messy. Um, the. Mm the elderly gentleman like we found has flowed we found yeah he's flowed he's uh we found half of him and the other half mm. the wild animals some animals got to it and they're like mm. spread out we gotta Scattered go it. we gotta go find the bits yeah. um <laughs> I, I guess thankfully uh the mm. this one isn't as messy because the 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 bits they find are like picked clean yeah like, like that, extremely well they're just <laughs> just white bones um mm. so that part of the job is um much easier than than the, the previous one where it was just like a lady <laughs> head i think they said she yeah. stuck to the floor so that was mm. that was kind of gross yeah. and they you know they don't really show anything other than like a pool no. of blood and that's fine with a, with a hair curler in it mm, with that <laughs> with I think bits of hair detail. in it you know. yeah it's, uh, it's beautiful. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um, <laughs> so they uh, they're they're digging around and they have to clean out. I think he was saying it was he said outhouse is the translation, but I think it meant mm. um, it's not a bathroom; shed. it's a shed. Yeah, it's just an outer yeah. house, an um, outer house. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Elvis is kind of tossing junk out the out the door and um, mm. happens upon a like a basement that's not mm, mm. wouldn't ordinarily be in like you wouldn't expect it in the shed it's it looks more like, oh, a, no. like a fallout shelter or um yeah something, something yeah. similar so of course uh as you do um they have to go check it out uh mm. and well they're not going to initially you know no, Leo's like um, okay no let me call this in we shouldn't touch anything and elvis is just like no i'm gonna go in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> elvis is just he's dead set on exploring this and leo uh, as the as the consummate professional is like yeah we're not actually supposed to be t- messing with things and they don't i anything. mean you it could be more that um if this was in fact not a natural death in the scene of a crime um mm, they shouldn't yeah. be messing with things oh yeah so i absolutely. think that that was more of what it was plus it's the dude's mm. stuff um oh yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah they, they they go down there and lo and behold it's not just some little basement it's full of mm. uh creepy s- shit creepy, yeah, just jars <laughs> and things in jars and old empty cans, cans. That expired 20 years ago yeah like this this <laughs> one's from 1989 this one's expired in 91 you know um <laughs> But they look like they've been, you know, recently eaten through or at yeah. least some, yeah. something soon. Um, it doesn't give you a, a time uh, no. <clears throat> of the setting of the movie, but 
Yeah, you have to assume. no one's got smartphones, but they've got phones. Uh, they do, deal. and I, I don't know if that's going to be a, a nature of like the, the actual setting. Um, mm. Yeah, so it could be that because they are out in the kind of the country. Mm. Yeah, also that. Anyway. Probably, probably that. <coughs> um, neither here nor there. Um, so yeah. as they're digging around, uh, they find like a tape recorder. And this totally, mm-hmm. totally gives off, uh, like, Evil Dead vibes. I mean, I knew going oh, into yeah. what, what this is about, but um, <laughs> they're definitely playing up, like, a semi-horror angle. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of tension, mm-hmm. I think, going on in, in this. Yeah, definitely. Like, not even the oh, scene, but this just, like, yeah. thing that's going that's going to happen for the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and we can't forget the bathtub of milk, of course. Uh, what she's okay. just there for some yeah. reason. <laughs> and, I, and I don't think it's specifically milk. Um, it's just mi- no, milky, but it, that's what it looks like on first fluids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, with tubes coming out of it. So that's um, mm. that's normal. Some there's creepy science stuff everywhere, guys. Yeah, it's and there's great. like there's like anatomy <laughs> charts and um, pictures of mm. of what could be deformities, all kinds of stuff, just like plastered on the walls. This is not mm. in like a regular <laughs> little basement um, in in the in any sense of the word. Um, and uh, of course, at this point, Leo's like, "Yeah, we gotta, we need to back out. Don't touch anything. I'm gonna go yeah. call. Um, there's no reception down here or whatever." So he goes mm. outside to call um, the the home office, I guess, and report that they've found things that aren't expected <laughs> to be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, um, since Leo's gone, um, Elvis mm. is gonna just have a, a field day, keep um, messing, touching everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just you're gonna you're gonna get tetanus or something. There's nothing oh, yeah. there looks clean. It's <laughs> it's mm, old, mm. old and dirty and covered in bugs and but he's gonna touch it. Dust and that's grease. what he does. No, he's gotta touch it. <laughs> he just spends most of the time rewinding the tape recorder, to be fair, so Yeah. <laughs> which has apparently been going for like a year, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because those tapes usually only have like maybe 90 minute run times yeah which is the one weird thing re- that really stuck out for me at least is like okay so he rewinds the tape that was definitely not like 40 minutes ago because you guys were here for, you've been here for an hour <laughs> so I don't know what's happening with that but yeah it was effective it's a nice little it was sound cue of it going mm. you know rewinding and yeah. waiting to hear yeah. like a voice on it um, because even when he's playing it it's super like I had to crank the volume up on my TV to hear what mm. the tape was saying same yeah, it, it did like subtitles but uh, I also needed them to say Tala <laughs> mm. I needed someone yeah. to say it <laughs> because I was like it's not it's not fail <laughs> it's not it's it gotta be, be fail <laughs> <sighs> yeah yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but he does. He thankfully the the voice on the tape says it, so um, mystery mm. was solved. Um, yep, and other mysteries were created. Uh, the mm. the voice on the tape we find is the, of course the, um, or we have to infer that it's the old man um, whose body mm. that they had partially found. Um, who had flowed out into the wilderness. <laughs> There's actually a yep. lot of talk of waves, waves and water. Um, mm. That's like a theme, yeah. I think, that kind of runs through um, the, the film itself. And um, the the voice on the tape is... It's not a narration for other people. It's, mm. it's a um, conversation, like a one-sided conversation yeah. that um, this gentleman is having with something else. And mm. all we get in return is, like, a giant jump scare of a scream. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, because you crank the volume on your TV all the way up to, like, 40 or 50 to be able to hear him talking. Yep. And then out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, it's got awful noise. Which, fair. It sort of breaks the tension a little that's been building pretty steadily up until yeah. that point. <laughs> And uh, so this scream we get is um, the the titular Tala, um, supposedly. Mm. And uh, I think it's here that he gets startled 
and mm. then the, Leo, uh, the Leo's coming back. Mm. Sort yeah, of. and the yeah. and the tape. I think he stops it. Says I don't remember. Good girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it something like focuses on yes, it focuses on the, mm. on the, the milky tub. Um, <laughs> and a lady pops out. <laughs> yeah, tub. surprise, surprise! There's someone in there all along. Ta-da! <laughs> and then we get that we're treated to the the not great scene of her pulling out. Um, uh, she's, she's like she's like intubated with. Yeah, it's not a small tube; it's a big one. No, <laughs> it's, it's like a vacuum hose. Mm. Mm. I don't know. It's Which is huge. impressive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she has been sitting in the tub for. They don't give a date and on when this guy died, but it's been like months. Yeah. Something. Had yeah. there been a while because An his indeterminate amount of time. Yeah. Chilling in the tub. Um, and <laughs> there's no like air pumps down there. I don't know where that air is coming from. I don't. <laughs> like, it yeah. doesn't get into that. It doesn't show you where the tubes are leading. No, but no. we just have to infer that somehow she's just still getting oxygen. Mm. I mean, like, everything still had power. That little mini fridge was still going. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the ugliest... I mean, this, it all looks like it's from Saw. Like, everything just does not look good. My um, my initial thought was Evil Within, actually. But, yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that works <laughs> looks like the safe head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a little funky little metal fridge. Um, it's, the, it's the kind mm. with the old latch where if you got stuck inside, you, you're not getting out. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You're, yeah. You died. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you manage to get stuck inside the one foot by two foot fridge, that's impressive. In oh, yeah. Right, you're, but... <laughs> you're, I did anyway. Whoever put you in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she pops out of the tub. And mm. proceeds to vigorously strangle um, Elvis. Yep. <laughs> yep. Got him in a chokehold. <laughs> um, and so, of course, Leo, uh, this is when Leo shows up because he hears Elvis mm. gurgling for air. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he manages to sort of talk her down from like sort murdering of. his friend um, by <laughs> giving her some clothes because she looks like she's cold. Mm. Yeah. No way! I don't think he gave her the clothes. Did he give her the clothes? No. No, I think Uh, he just told her that um, she's gonna he's gonna die if he keeps doing that. Yeah, he he just super calmly said he can't breathe if you do that to him. You know, (laughs) I'm just like you're very calm about this. Well done. He's calm about like everything. This guy is like total. (laughs) He's stone cold, I guess. Mm. I've never Mm. seen anyone just portrayed just so deadpan. It works for it works for the character, but. um, Mm. It's really yeah, interesting. he's just always chewing tobacco. I think it is or something. I don't. Yeah, I it don't doesn't look, look like gum. It, so. it, I'm imagining it's that because of what we see later. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, not, they're yeah. just kind of they're just kind of down there with this random naked woman. They oh, yes. found oh yeah, she, side, she is naked. <laughs> She's there. not wearing no clothes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, you can't get in the bath if you got clothes on. No, that's that's unhygienic <laughs> and uncomfortable, especially for like mm. months on Six end. Six months, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, what is it? They they call the the head of the company. It's like we've got something happening on here. Can you send someone down to help out? Because they they definitely call for help. Yeah. Because um. Well, they just they found a lady. They that have they've... profession. Yeah. They, they exactly. think that she's like you know well they have to assume that she's like kidnapped or something and was oh yeah held prisoner by this dude <laughs> in his creepy basement. Mm. It's a it's a fair assumption in the case. I yeah. Would say. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they they get the message like professionals are being sent to like take care of her, but you got to wait because you're way out there. Like yeah, they got to drive at least a few hours drive away. Yeah. Uh, and then you know just everything happens the movie ends after the, another 30 minutes of basically this uh. yeah it's um, <laughs> as we mentioned the, the, the pace is a little bit slower uh, it works for mm. the film but it doesn't leave much to go much on much of the way of conversation um, yeah because they're literally just sitting around um, mm. and, and most of the time Leo is off trying to d- deal with um, people on his phone 
so mm. a, a lot of this we're getting is interaction between Elvis um, and Talib. Mm. And I think one of the most significant interactions we get um, is she she has like a little room. The the dude, the old mm. guy built her a like just a bedroom. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's very nice. I, I guess as far as little tiny little tiny bedrooms would go, <laughs> um, it's, it's it's fully furnished, has a little bit of lights and some decorations, a mm-hmm. bed, um, and she prefers to sleep under the bed. I guess um, it's, it's maybe yeah, it's but she's safer. hiding. She's hiding from yeah the guys, sort sort of yeah. Um, she's sort just trying of. to figure out who they are. She has no idea. Um, mm. She cannot talk. Oh, as far as we can as, tell. As far as we can tell, she chooses not to or, yeah. or whatever. She understands um, uh, mm. them, at least to an extent. A degree. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Elvis, um, he, he, he just like hangs out, <laughs> lays mm. himself down on the floor just to kind of talk to her. Um, mm. And at this point, she reaches over and... She doesn't really caress his face. She grabs his face. No, like grabs his, it. His, yeah. <laughs> his cheekbone. Um, mm. And we're treated to a, a series of, like, flashbacks. Um, basically, she's sharing her memories and then reading mm. his mind, I guess. <laughs> it's very vague. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's what it came Something across like as. That. Because a lot of the images kept blending together. So she's kind yeah. of giving him a history of what she went through and I don't know how much of that is a willing like transmission or because mm. it's not it's not a enjoyable process whatever this is like no. it hurts um, he's yeah. he's in like a good, good deal of like mental anguish um, <laughs> during this and the images aren't like brutal they're just normal kind of sedate mm. little snippets but I think just the process of transferring that or pulling it or whatever yeah. is just not it doesn't go over too well mm. but I guess yeah. it's our it's our second clue um, aside from the the months long milk this bath um, that something's <laughs> up <laughs> months long milk <laughs> yeah yeah she's definitely not a normal person at this point you know the the weird semi cryogenic stasis in the bathtub thing could be overlooked, but now the, we're just doing full on telepathy, basically. So, yeah, yeah. And her, um, I don't know if she had like contacts in or if it was something digital, but her eyes were definitely mm. like a little off, weird. Yeah, it, it's in, it was an interesting effect. It was like because they they're just big brown eyes, but it's something about the way the pupils move I think yeah well they were a little bigger or something or the Mm. the iris was different shaped it was just like I don't know what what they did but it was effective like it uh, just made it really more more otherworldly it might have been like a band of lighter golden color somewhere in the middle of the iris I'm trying I'm thinking back and trying to remember exactly it was it was some weird slight color shift somewhere in the eye yeah it was very it was the actor as well. Yeah, you know, she's very good with like the way the eye movements worked and everything. But I mean, especially as a non-speaking role, um, everything mm-hmm. had to be through body language, <laughs> and um, she was effective um, at conveying that. Uh, in in mm-hmm. I guess multiple occasions, um, and they were uh, I guess we'll just kind of glance over, but it was very tasteful. Um, she's is mostly naked through the film but they don't like yeah. make that a point of um no like an attraction it's just a, no it's no. more like if you just see an animal it's just doesn't have any clothes on that's just how it came across mm. um, and it was fun yeah there were there were like any creepy lingering shots or anything which was no. for the best yeah thanks um <laughs> trying to think of what huh Nothing else really. <laughs> like I said, nothing like yeah. oh, nothing like really happens. Um, yeah, we get uh, we get uh, really are a lot of our information through the flashbacks, um, and then a yeah, couple exactly. later on because she she does the same uh, treatment to um, Leo, just much briefer. Mm. Mm. Uh, oh, there, there's um there's a moment where Leo's outside out on the road yeah. taking a phone call, 
and we just spot something scuttle along the road behind him on all fours, which was pretty good. Yeah. Like, it was like three times. <laughs> it was one yeah. just super brief one. He turns and he's like, what? Thought he heard something. And then as he turns yeah. behind him again, we see, you know, the movie. Yeah. Um, mm. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, there's it's, something uh, watching the cabins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good. Uh, and they, yeah. the, the CG and everything they used in this was reminiscent of what we saw in um, uh, Troll Hunters. So mm. it's all. Yeah. I think everything was fairly well done. The, the budget is not like $10, great, but it's it's a very you know, low it's substantial. Film. You know, they, yeah. they they put their money where they needed to. Um, I think in this case, exactly. and, that, and that helped having like all of two two or three sets. <laughs> like, mm. Yeah, it's it's um, <laughs> it's subdued as far as what they're showing. Uh, we get a lot of. Mm. Even when they show like the the countryside and where they're at, it's indistinct. Like it's just snippets of a forest or a road. Um, you're no, you don't really get any kind of sweeping idea of what the the surrounding countryside looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, God, what else? I mean, so we learn a lot of stuff through the flashbacks. Um, we learn she had a tail. <laughs> Is fair as a as a hoodra, right? Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's a, a it looks kind of like a cow tail. I guess that's the closest. Yeah, it's sort of tail. It's meant to be a cow tail, effectively. I think because that's meant to be the the sign uh, when you it looks like a normal person, and then as they walk away, you can see the cow tail lifting up the back of the skirt. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, which traditional thing? Uh, but she had a cow tail because it was removed because it was making her s- like more wild trying to trying to leave kind of it's a bit vague on why exactly it had to be removed uh it's uh, it also served as like a um it's almost like it's metaphysical i guess maybe metaphysics mm. is just the wrong word um the mm. It happens later on, but it doesn't really matter the order of this. Um, yeah. The 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 holder the, the hill folk uh, mm. emit a like electromagnetic energy, like a wave mm. from their bodies. Yeah. Um, I mean, as all things do to some degree, but theirs are literally individual, and they it's mm. described that it's basically like how we would use a fingerprint to. Um, Identify, yeah, identify individuals um their whatever wave or stuff that they release um is mm. specific to that that um mm. holder yeah and the tail releases like that whatever that is, is mostly from mm. the tail i think the body does it too but it's concentrated yeah. in the tail like that's their okay, other, yeah, that otherness um and yeah, it's yeah. it's trackable by other hill folk but also mm. if you have specific instruments you're able to find that yeah so yeah. what it what it kind of turns out is um tala was abducted uh, by a government or some sort of agency i don't it doesn't really say it was a government mm. but um some society thing that's studying the hill folk <laughs> and um yeah. she is not abducted, but <clears throat> kidnapped, <laughs> kidnapped by one of the lead scientists, I guess. Mm. And yeah. he, I guess, doesn't agree with what they're doing, or just wants mm. her for himself. It does not clear. Um, <clears throat> and he he flees uh, the organization, and they've just been mm. for years hiding out. I guess it was like fourteen years or something. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, hiding out in the woods. And that's also why he cut off her tail because the organization could track her by the signal mm. the tail's giving off. But even yeah. separated, it still continues to like emit the, yeah. the pulse, and, and which the is other, why the other ho- yeah mm. <clears throat> the other holder also yeah. are after her just to get her mm. to rejoin their tribe or well, yeah. whatever it is. Literally, her sisters, as far as yeah. the, um, the the tape is concerned. Which um, is interesting. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's de- definitely it's a different take on this kind of 
mm. idea. Um, but that that's a spoiler, and that's what's in the little fridge is her her tail. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's still looks like the day it was cut off. It's um, mm. it's a very good fresh fridge. fresh tail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah. It's but yeah. It's a lot of stuff um, that doesn't like ultimately matter, but it still flushes out. Yeah, um, it, it's flavor, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like basically, the organization catches on, comes to take Tala back. Uh, she manages to escape. They capture Leo and Elvis, and they question Leo and Elvis with a with a poisoned hot toddy, which I thought was an interesting <laughs> interrogation <laughs> method. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, here's your, he's like, here's your hot toddy. It's um, nothing in it. Don't worry, um, you could drink it. And he's like, but yeah. this one, this one has something. in this it. This one has something. <laughs> in it. The, so, the most interesting way. Yeah. So if you don't tell me what I want to know, you get to drink it. It's like, okay. You get to drink the weird hot toddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's an interesting method. Um, and you know, basically, as He's questioning. It's questioning Elvis because Leo's unconscious because uh, they gassed both of them, and uh, that's not a good thing to do to Leo, who we forgot to mention apparently has lung cancer. So yay for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So while while that's happening, basically he's explaining that she seems really enchanting and naive and innocent, but that's like an evolutionary thing, almost like it's something that intentionally puts everyone off guard because they're still actually quite dangerous things, these Hulda. Uh, to which we get a montage of a John Wick style of murders of various armed agency people by Tala. So, you know. Yeah. She it was killed good. someone with a horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I think it was two people. Um, and then one, one mm. dude, I, as, far as, I, as far as I could read it, she jammed his... Mm rifle through his head all the way through chest uh whatever it was, it was that killed the, him yeah it was through the like the the soft part of the throat i think yeah the whole the whole gun yeah. just like right yeah. right through <laughs> and it's stuck in there it was like okay yeah. impressively <laughs> strong uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> very fast hmm. uh and you know at this point all the other hulda show up and fend off the rest of the agency and then run off, and Tala runs off with them, presumably. Um, yeah, and and that's the movie. <laughs> yeah, and More she, or less. Um, so she looks like a regular human woman, g- generally. Mm. Um, yeah. And this is because they, in, I guess, not, not specifically in captivity, but um, the, mm. the scientists were, like, feeding her specific foods and her high metabolism to... to account for her mm. metabolism because in the wild they just are only able to scavenge like whatever they yeah. can get so they're all yeah. like super skinny uh, and well, f- fuzzy it's, I think it's beyond that because like they also have the very different uh, leg joint arrangement they have the yeah. much higher ankle uh, and with some of the tapes it talks about uh, her being very very adaptive to the point where her physicality literally Yeah, she was literally changed because she's, I guess, mm. around people Ra- Raised in a human environment. Yeah. yeah. She, and the it's, changing to fit the environment. Mm. Or to, it, it to kinda survive reminds in me it, of, um, Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the uh, the Selkie mythology where, you know, the, the seal folk can, if they spend time with humans, they change into a person and, you know, they can choose to live with someone for however long. And... You know, eventually they always turn back and return to the sea. But I- I'm sure there are tales like that about Hulda as well. You know, yeah, there's um, <laughs> there's a, a a glut of um, <laughs> Hulda tales. Um, I had uh, here we go. This one uh, I thought was very appropriate, um, considering mm-hmm. some of the scenes that happen in the film. So this one's entitled "Married to a Hulda." There was a boy who went haying on an outlying pasture. He slept in the barn there. Late one night, he was awakened by many people entering the barn. It was a wedding party. The bride was so beautiful that the boy could not take his eyes off her, so he threw his sheath knife over her. The others screamed and rushed out the door, so I'm guessing this has to do with iron. 
Um, yeah. Uh, and the boy was left alone with the bride. Then she became his. Okay. Um, he took her home, <laughs> and they got married. She was she was an energetic and easygoing woman, and they got along well. But as time passed, he became stingy and complaining, and she was quite unhappy. One day, he was trying to shoe the horse. He was sulking because he could not fit it right. She asked what was the matter, and he answered that the shoe was too tight. Can't you widen it? She asked. No, he could not do that. There was nothing he could do but take it, the horse to the smith, he said. Let me have the horseshoe, she said. He handed it to her, and she pulled it apart with her hands. When the man tried it on, the shoe was too wide. Can't you bend it back together, she said. She took the horseshoe once more and bent it together to make it fit just right. When she handed the horseshoe back to him, she said, If you're ever mean to me again, I'll do the same to you. Oh, wow. After that, they got along better. <laughs> That's such a good folk tale. Um, and it is. That was a good one. Uh, and there's a, all of these come with like little um, footnotes. And this says, The legend about the fairy wife is widespread in Scandinavia. By virtue of the marriage mm. ceremony, the preternatural being is assimilated into human society, but she retains her supernormal powers. So um, mm. if that's yeah. not an influence on the film, I will eat my shoe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Horseshoe. Um... <laughs> The other ones are all... Uh, here we go. Um, married to a wood sprite. Um, and then a lot, a lot of these, the the wood sprite, the hill folk, and the holder are... They're not always the same, but they're similar enough. Mm. Um, this yeah. one is a, a charcoal burner. was out in the woods working his kiln. Uh, this was in Hertzberg Forest. Uh, one evening, a handsome mm. woman appeared and talked to him. She said that she had just arrived in the area and wanted to go to Stripa, but did not know the way. She was easygoing and nice. He thought that she could stay with him and help him with the kiln. So she stayed with him for three years, and they had three children. Uh, the youngest was a girl, and the woman named her Snorp. Snorp? Oh, well, we'll just go with that. Um, but yeah, she made yeah. the charcoal burner promise that whenever he had been away someplace, he would first knock on a certain tree, which she pointed out to him before coming home. He should knock three times. One day, however, he forgot. When he got to the kiln, he saw her the way, the way she really was. She stood, she stood there, stoking the kiln with her nose and claws and dampening the fire with her tail, which she dipped in a bucket of water. Um, he got very frightened because he now understood that mm. he was living with a wood sprite. Uh, he did not say anything yep. to her, but turned around and went to an old fin and asked for advice. Um, and then the rest of the tale is him just, like, murdering his wife, so it's not great. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Less um, good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's the other ones are all going to be kind of similar. I, I really just kind of wanted to point out the one with the, the horseshoe. Mm, yeah, and um, the the relationship between Hulda and uh, charcoal burners is apparently a very common thread. Uh, where is it? Da, 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 da. They were held to be kind to charcoal burners, watching the kilns as they rested, knowing that she would wake them if there were any problems. They were able to sleep and exchange. They left provisions for her in special places. So, they basically a lot of mythology about Huldras, uh, Hulda, I should say, uh, working alongside people who work out in the woods, effectively. Yeah, to some degree. And it looks like, um, especially from a lot of these tales, what you get is. Um semi like morality stories or, or basically stuff mm. that you're so mm. you're supposed to behave a certain way out in the forest and um yeah d breaking those values like gets you or somebody else killed generally <laughs> so mm. i think yeah. it's just really like a, a tales of about safety in the woods yeah absolutely always have someone watching the yeah. fire uh, <laughs> and then a lot of the other ones deal with um, the hill folk and midwives or um, mm. people <clears throat> swaddling children um, a lot of the tales also have uh, exchanges basically if you acknowledge mm. and don't like if you give accordance I guess to the hill folk um, they'll give you something yeah. good in return so help yeah. them, and they'll yeah. help you. Um, hurt them, and then they'll kill you. <laughs> <That's>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of yeah. what we see in the film. Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, sort of yeah. Leo and Elvis are, are, are helping her return to the forest. Yeah. I mean, she could have kind of done yeah. it herself, but... Um, uh, they, 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 they being kind. Yeah, they weren't hurting her. Um, they, mm. they gave her 
warmth and food they, they gave her. Mm. She apparently, I guess, eventually likes coffee. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Um, <laughs> Dare we give her caffeine? Yeah. He's like, should, we, should we give her the coffee? Uh, it was it was a good it was a cute little scene. Um, yeah. But yeah. what we find out is the the. Tala or the hill folk in general can like sense um, irregularities in people. Um, mm. She can smell or see uh, the cancer that um, Leo has, and just by touching him, mm. erases it. Yeah, uh, uh, we. Yeah, go ahead and talk mm. about the, the, I guess the, the flower scene. Yeah, yeah. The, there's a flashback where um, the old man used to set a little bowl of flowers next to her bed. Uh, but he wouldn't always replace them. So instead, when they started to wither, she'd just hold them in one hand and they sprout fresh, basically entirely revitalized. So it, it, I guess it's an implication of... It's leaning a little more to the magic side of things at that point, I would say, <laughs> rather than a natural thing. But it's like that idea of growth and rebirth and healing as a very natural thing to be attributed to this essentially wood spirit. That's a Hulda. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although yeah, they, I mean, basically, Leo really plays it out at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how long do you think? How long did they say? Uh, not, not very, not very soon. Oh, actually, I don't have cancer at all now. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> and um, yeah, I think the best part is Leo's still like stoic. And oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, aren't you happy that you don't have cancer? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm very and he, happy. He, he, he cries a little bit. I mean, you know, he tears yeah. up. He's obviously um, very happy, but he keeps it uh, to himself. <laughs> Close to the chest. Yeah. Um, um, there's yeah, kind of it as far as tying mm, in with um, other stuff. I don't remember there being anything else specific no, to no. Holder. And, like, the, um, the backstory we get in the film for the, like, Hulda as a species, I guess, is basically long ago there were some split-offs when humanity started to become more civilized. You know, human, hum, humans in general found strength in numbers, and these people found strength in being able to hide in the faraway places. And that's what the Hulda as a whole are, apparently, is just um, an offshoot of humans. Which, I mean, they're mostly humanoid. They can be very humanoid under the right circumstances, I guess, so... <laughs> makes a sense. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess that reminds me. Um, the, the mythological mm. origin, or at least some of them... Um, I couldn't... I didn't find anything that was, like, pre-Christian, because I think everything got blended mm. together. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, one of the larger tales uh, relates to... Adam and Eve um, speaking mm. with God, or I guess God asks um, Eve to show him her children. And at mm. this point, she had had like many children with Adam, like a lot. Yeah. And so mm. she's looking at her kids and she's like, Well, there's just actually too many. And he doesn't need mm. to see all of them. Here's just some of them, <laughs> and there's quite a few. So mm. she shows him her brood, like a good chunk of it, mm. and some of them are just still hidden away. And God uh, yeah. says to her, uh, oh, this, oh, this is all your children? And she's like, yeah, this is all of them. <laughs> this is what I got, a whole bunch of them. <laughs> and he's like, well, uh, so the ones you didn't show me, we'll call them the hill folk or something like that. Yeah, but, um, yeah. That's how they were created. Um, alternatively, mm. uh, the the all of the Hulder and the Nisa and trolls and everything else are instead... Mm. Um, the child, the, the children of um, Adam and Lilith, rather than Adam and Eve, uh, uh, which yeah. we see in other yeah. mythologies as well. And then mm. the third origin um, were all of the mythological beings um, in Scandinavian folklore are descended from mm. fallen angels. So wherever the angels fell oh. um, from heaven, that created. The species that they fell in mm. the ocean, that's going to be all the ocean born ones. If they fell in the hills, it's the, the hill folk. Yeah. Um, and in the caves, that became trolls. Uh, so th that's mm. um, how that was handled. Uh, it would have been interesting to see a little bit more pre Christian mm. stuff, but I think that just had so much influence. Um, there's yeah. not a lot left. Yeah. 
No. <laughs> uh, that's how it be. Uh, Christianity taking over all of Europe like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it? There's, uh, there's a little bit... I'm looking at the Wikipedia article. Um, so, basically, Huldas are part of uh, a group of mythological creatures with the suffix of Re, or Ra. So we have the Huldra, uh, but can also be known as the Skogthra, which is sort of forest warden or spirit. Then you have the Shjora, which I'm sure I'm butchering the pronunciations, which are mermaids, uh, and Berksra, uh, which live in caves and mines and make life tough for miners, which could be trolls or uh, knockers and things like that. Uh, I mean, I guess things to look into future, the collected Norwegian folktales of Peter Christian Asbjørnsen and Jorgen, Jorgen Moe. Uh, apparently where that's a little more detailed so maybe for a future Norwegian and Scandinavian folklore episode excellent there's always always more stuff to do yeah the the, the Scandinavian folk belief in legend actually the book I I do recommend um, mm. it is edited by Raymond Kvaitland and Henning K. Smestorf um, mm-hmm. Semstorf I guess uh, making it easy for me to pronounce those. Um, <laughs> this is a really good book. It's <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'll I'll put a link to it in the notes. I think I've did, done so before, but um, mm. it's it's substantial. This is like <laughs> four hundred pages of just Scandinavian Ooh, wow. legends, and they're all excellent. Um, they're all, I mean, I've, I've read a couple of them. They're all like little bite-sized ones, so. <laughs> You're not stuck mm-hmm. reading chapters and chapters. You can just go, like, I'm going to look at the, ch- the chapter on, like, the trolls or Nisa mm-hmm. or something. Um, and it, it gets mm-hmm. into uh, the first few chapters are the human spirit and life and death. So it's not just mm-hmm. creatures and, and regular mythology. It gets into yeah. the, the, the pagan myths and the origin stories of humans but uh, like I said, it's a lot of it's conflated with the Christianity, so it's, you have to kind of wade through some extra stuff to figure out where things originally started from. But that's um, mm. I don't know. That's that's the fun part. <laughs> cool. Yeah, uh, I don't really have anything else on the film. Nothing else happened that was mm. significant. I, I think. Um, watch it if you haven't seen it it's, it's good um, yeah I, it's a good film <laughs> we've we probably spoiled all the all the good bits but um it's a visual medium so i think it comes off a lot cooler than maybe we could have made it sound yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yep yep <laughs> uh yeah um, it's a good film, but it's not super long, and it's not, and even then, it's probably still a little long for what it is. But it, it could have lost like fifteen minutes and been fine. Um, mm. Apparently, there's a there is or was a sequel in the works um, or a spinoff. Mm. We'll see if that ever comes around. Probably not. This movie came out a while ago. Hmm. Oh, you know, we can dream. Yeah, <laughs> we can dream our holder dreams. <laughs> While we sit in our milk bath. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> it's just so weird because uh, from from the from in the film, like apparently that helped hide the the, the sort of the radiation she puts off. I guess if she's idea. if she's under the ground and in that bath, she's invisible. Mm. Like she yeah. cannot be found. Um, yeah. It's. I don't know, some super dense ferrofluid. Who knows? There's there's something in there that helps. Contain yeah. If they said what it was, it, it didn't off. it didn't make it into the subtitles, unfortunately. Yeah. And I felt yeah. like there was a lot going on that also didn't make it into the subtitles. But you know, we we do what we can. Mm. <laughs> do what you can. <laughs> ah, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I think guess that's, that's probably that. gonna probably gonna wrap us up. Um, mm. We didn't get any uh, comments on this one. That's fine. Um, it's a, mm. I think, a tougher subject. It's very specific. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you have any um, Scandinavian or Norwegian things you'd like us to look into, um, let us know. Yeah, let us we're know. Absolutely. Game for that. Um, 
Yeah, I think we'll we'll call this. It's a little bit shorter of an episode, but that's okay. Um, yeah. With, with this is what happens when Leonard's miss, not yeah, when we're missing us. a we're missing a host. <laughs> um, okay, I guess with that uh, that being said, we'll uh, kind of wrap this one up. Um, Cameron, mm. where can folks find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, I also am hosting on another podcast, uh, Realm and Rune. If you're into Warhammer, uh, 40,000 fantasy or otherwise, uh, come check us out. Warhammer Fest Europe's going on right now, and there's a lot of really interesting things coming out of it. Uh, so we'll have an episode for that probably next week. Um, yeah, what about you, Dave? Where can we find you and indeed this very fine podcast that we're on now? We could find me. Uh, I am on Twitter pretty much solely um, at sentinut underscore plus. Uh, the podcast itself, uh, while we have a Twitter, I always forget what it is. I think it's mon underscore demonster. Um, however, uh, much easier is um, monsterdearmonster.com. Um, mm-hmm. that'll, that'll get you right to us. Um, feel free to just drop us a line. Um, we love hearing from folks. Um, that sounded sarcastic. No, we, we, we do want <laughs> to hear from you guys. Uh, it, it makes our day. Um, setting in reviews would also be great. Uh, we have two two reviews. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can send us more. Nice. That would be excellent. Um, <laughs> uh, or just, you know, say hi. That, that's yeah, that's enough for hi. me as well. Um, and we'll be back in uh, two weeks to discuss something else <laughs> it's uh, it's up in the air this on we'll, the way uh, and we'll, we'll let you know um so yeah. i'm imagining most of y'all hear this in the next day or two so uh we'll mm-hmm. give you an advance advance warning um of whatever the next uh subject will be um and i think that's us uh, wrap it up for today so bye-bye y'all yeah. <laughs> bye-bye <laughs>